This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by TheWindingStairs.com. Have you ever walked into a lodge room or a dining hall preceding a meeting and realized that you know absolutely no one in this place? I know how that can be a little bit unnerving and unsettling for most, but I'm here to tell you, you shouldn't feel like that because we're all on the level. You see, in Freemasonry, as you progress through the Entered Apprentice degree, Fellowcraft degree, Master Mason degree, you're attaining knowledge through degrees. Many brothers go on to appendant bodies where they continue going up the chain, uh, attaining more degrees, and they can reach all the way to most illustrious, exalted, sovereign potentate of the universe or something to that effect. That shouldn't matter. That man is still your brother, and you shouldn't be afraid or hesitant to speak with them on the level. On this episode of The Winding Stairs, we're talking about meeting on the level. How do we approach other people, even if we don't know them? How can we make ourselves feel at home, comfortable, regardless of what lodge we go to or what setting we encounter ourselves? This and more on this episode of The Winding Stairs. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to the practical side of Freemasonry and the art of self-improvement. I'm your host, Juan Sepulveda, and I thank you for spending some time with me here learning about the different aspects of putting to practice the lessons of Masonry. Now, in the example that I shared uh, a minute ago, I, I put you in a situation where you're walking into a room and you don't know anybody and you're trying to get, get a, a sense of who is here, how can I approach them, how can I talk to them. And I'm going to share some tips with you that should make that whole process a whole lot easier. Many of these things that I'm going to share with you today are things that I put to practice myself. I try to be more comfortable every time I go to a new lodge. When I go visit a lodge outside of my jurisdiction, I want to be able to be respectful, to be um, to engage with people in a way that is not encumbered by whatever fears I may have. So just like I mentioned earlier, in Freemasonry, you progress through degrees. And I'm not going to lie, it may feel intimidating when you're in the same room with the grandmaster, with the... Uh, with the district deputy grandmaster, with any of these individuals that you know have gone through a lot of degrees, they have gone through a lot of, a lot of experiences in masonry, and you have a lot to learn from them. Uh, in a more simple way, each lodge is replete with past masters. You have this group of men who have been at the helm of that lodge, who know everybody, who know the rules perhaps better than you, and this could be intimidating. I, I'm not going to deny that that's the case, but it doesn't have to feel like that. And there are steps that you can take in order for you to be more comfortable engaging with these individuals and really embracing this whole lesson that we meet on the level. So the lesson of meeting on the level is not just limited to that, to you as, a, as an individual. It applies to each individual in the fraternity, including those at the very, very top. 
they are to never forget that they are meeting with brothers on the level. Do they have titles of, uh, of, of importance, some titles that give them some privileges or access to different uh, things that maybe you and I don't have? Yeah, of course. But that doesn't mean that you can't speak with them. It doesn't mean that you can't have a, a one-on-one conversation with them. So there are things that I, that I want to share with you that are going to help you. And I'm going to start from the perspective of a newer member. So if you're a newer member in the fraternity, I'm saying weeks, months, or just a few years in the fraternity, you may still not know everybody, especially since recent events where a lot of lodges were closed due to the global pandemic and people couldn't go to lodge. It may be that it feels a little bit more awkward once you go back to the lodge. So here are a couple of things that can help you in the process of feeling more comfortable whenever you go to a meeting. Inevitably, uh, well, in most cases, a lodge has a dinner before or after the stated communication. I'll give you my example. Whenever I go to lodge, I go to lodge about an hour before the meeting starts and there's a dinner served. Once I open that door and I look around, I'm gonna see people that I know. So what I tend to do is I lock eyes with whomever I want to go and say hello first. I walk straight to them and I say hello. If they're engaged in a conversation with someone else, I introduce myself or greet the other individual. I have there an opportunity to engage in a conversation with these two people. Many times, if there's not a lot of time available, you want to make sure that the engagement it's brief and you go and say hi to other people you go make sure that everything is in line for your position in the meeting if you're involved uh, but the the point is that you find someone to greet and spend just a little bit of time speaking to now this is going to make it easier because now you're not going to be someone walking into a strange situation you're going to be someone who is already there you're just an attendant. You're someone that is part of this meeting. So I'll be the first step. The other thing that I was going to say is that you have, as a younger member of the fraternity, you have a lot to gain from engaging with people that you don't already know. I know it feels comfortable to go to perhaps the table that has all the, the younger brothers or the, the newest members of the fraternity. That's going to be more comfortable, yes. But you're going to be leaving on the table all the experience that you can glean from sitting and having a conversation with an experienced brother. So let me put a challenge out to you. Next time you go to a, to a meeting or you go visit a lodge, see if you can spot who is the one brother or the group of brothers that, I, that you think you can learn the most from. Not the ones you feel more comfortable speaking to, but the ones that you think have the most to contribute to the conversation of you becoming a better man or you becoming a better participant of the fraternity or of you becoming a better participant in society. So I challenge you to do that. Don't just go to your clique. Go to someone who you think can provide you a, an opportunity to learn more. So the second thing I wanted to uh, advise you to do is to just ignore ranks, ignore titles, ignore any of these accolades that people 
will will present. Oh, right worshipful or right honorable or most worshipful. If you know the title and you can use it, of course, as a form of respect, use it, employ it as often as you can. But don't be intimidated if you don't know what their actual title is. If you can ask, ask. But you can always call a brother a brother. Or you can say, uh, you can say sir, if, if it makes you feel more, more comfortable. But don't be intimidated by the ranks and the titles and the degrees. Think of these brothers just as regular brothers. And if you have a question to ask them, be respectful in your approach, of course. But make sure that you're engaging with them like you would engage with just anybody else. There's no reason for you to cheat yourself out of the opportunity to engage with someone who has a lot to contribute to the well-being of the fraternity through you. The other thing I, I would discourage you from harping on or just getting too latched on is age difference. Perhaps you may think, oh, you know what? I just don't know that I have much to speak with this individual about. Just remember, if there's a big age gap, which there normally is in our lodges, I'll give you an example. In my lodge, you have a very distinct line between the older brethren who have been past masters, they have been really involved in the fraternity for decades, their age, their ages may be in the 70s, late 60s, and some of them in their 80s. So you may feel like you don't have a lot in common with them. Then your approach can be one of curiosity. It could be one of exploration to figure out how can I, how can I find things that we have in common? Is it military service? Is it some common connections with their careers? Are they retired in the field that you perhaps are interested in? Getting to connect with these brothers, regardless of their age, is going to prove to be incredibly beneficial to your relationship with them. You can glean some information there that can help you in your career, that can help you in your um, communication with other brothers, your progress in masonry, etc., etc. But don't let age be a distracting factor, something that's going to prevent you from actually engaging with this other brother that you, you can get to know better. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Each lapel pin in your collection tells a story. Each represents a moment in your Masonic journey. The first time you visited a lodge, that day you met a brother for the first time, or the night you received your first degree. Our pin display apron helps you keep that collection of memories visible and every pin accessible. A beautiful display for your Masonic memories. It hangs on your wall or your closet, ready to help you select a memory to relive the next time you wear your suit. Order yours by visiting thewindingstairs.com. And now, back to our show. Another thing that I wanted to share with you, uh, relatively younger brothers, is your approach. How can you actually approach someone who has a, a lot of experience in masonry, someone whose age is significantly different than yours? Well, the approach, like I mentioned earlier, can be one of respect. Say, hey, brother, how are you doing? Can, may I sit with you? These are all part of like common courtesy, right? Oh, may I sit with you? Are you reserving this seat? 
and you can get to join them. It's like, how are you, how's your day going? How, you know, how, how long you've been coming to this lodge? And, and those are kind of the questions that open the door for you to get to learn more about them. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret. People love to talk about themselves. Everyone, <laughs> or at least the majority of people love to talk about themselves. They love to share their experiences. They love to share their knowledge. They love to share things in common with others. So all you need to do is have that priming happen. You need to prime that brother into engaging in some conversation. Ask him probing questions. Ask follow-up questions. If you say, oh, are you retired, brother? And they say, yes, I retired from uh, a teaching education. You can follow up by saying, oh, were you, what, what subject matters did you teach? Or what was your involvement in school? And that gets the ball rolling. And you getting to learn from them becomes way easier. Now it becomes just a, a dialogue as opposed to you trying to um, dig in for information. And now on to some of the older or more experienced brothers in the lodge. This, this, these are some of the tips that I want to remind you of. First of all, is that some of these younger members of the fraternity, some of, the, some of these newer members of the fraternity, they are the future leaders of the craft. And you have in your hands the possibility or the ability to bestow upon them the information that is going to help them make better decisions, be better leaders in the future. Have you seen some trappings and the behavior of past leaders in the lodge, your cautionary tale could be what makes the difference between that young man growing up to be an amazing leader in the lodge or falling in the same kind of trapping that you have witnessed in the past. Obviously, you don't want that, uh, you don't want to allow that to happen unnecessarily. So recognizing that these younger ambitious young men that are coming to the lodge, they are the future of the fraternity. Now, of course, you have a lot of more experience. Perhaps you carry a, uh, a bigger title in the lodge or in the fraternity. But again, a friendly reminder, this is still a brother. You're still meeting on the level. You see, he, it, one of the benefits of masonry is that we get to connect with men who would otherwise remain at perpetual distance from us because they're in different careers, they're in different walks of life, different age ranges. And here we have the privilege that we can get to engage in a relationship, a partnership with someone that otherwise we may have never met. So I think it's important for us to embrace that and embrace all the benefit that come with that. Now, some of you uh, older past masters or perhaps uh, leaders, uh, older leaders of the lodge, you may feel like, oh my God, these young people, they're coming and they want to change everything. There's a way that we do things, right? That proverbial, that's not how we did it in my year. <laughs> and I know where you're coming from. I recognize the importance of having that kind of discipline to to not just go with the zeal of whomever is throwing out ideas, but to temper them. You see, the way that you are able to build a, a sword that 
will stand the test the test of time is by creating something that's brand new right is like you take all these folds of metal but you're supposed to work at them and temper them right you're supposed to take all that flexibility all that brittleness and you're supposed to work at it through the fire in order for it to at the end come out and be a solid sword that can be used by the same analogy the younger younger brothers may come in with some very ambitious ideas they want to do internet they want to do the website they want to do social media they want to do all kinds of interesting things to them but to you it may feel like just too much change too quick that's a normal dynamic the younger brothers are going to want to change everything the older brothers are want to keep are going to want to keep everything the same but i think that the future of masonry lies somewhere in between see having the prudence of being able to recognize oh that's a good idea but it's not fully formed yet let's talk about it as opposed to just meeting it with full resistance and stagnating any possible dialogue to bring something worthy to the lodge so my advice to you would be yes recognize that this zeal perhaps may be somewhat misplaced at times but it is partly your responsibility to take whatever kernel of good idea is within that zeal that the brother brings and temper it with your own wisdom in order to give that idea the best chance possible of blossoming into something good for the lodge another thing that i wanted to extend to you is a reminder that you were in their shoes at one point what kind of treatment did you wish you had when you started your journey in masonry? What kind of mentorship did you wish you had from those men of high wisdom whenever you began your journey in masonry? This perhaps is your opportunity to take these younger, ambitious visionaries and bestow upon them that wisdom that you have acquired through hard work, dedication, and time and combine those two superpowers into creating something amazing for the lodge that's my challenge to you take that coupled with what you have bring it together in order to create an amazing experience for the brethren now finally i want to approach this from a leadership position i want to give a few tips per se, to the officers of the lodge. If you're in a leadership position within a local lodge, I, it is important that you recognize that we meet on the level, that you remind yourself that even though you, were, uh, you wear a hat in the East, you're still a brother, that the brethren within your care should never feel threatened to approach you, should never feel like you're a tyrant, should never feel like you're unwilling to listen to them, that they should never feel that you're unwilling to consider the ideas that they bring forth. Allowing them to feel as brothers, to feel like they're on the level with you. That they have the, the, the confidence to approach you and ask you any question whatsoever. If it's for the good of the order, I think it's, uh, it's something worth considering. So making everyone in the lodge 
and in the dining hall preceding the meeting feel like they belong. You never know if that young man that walks in through the door and has a, a little face of anxiety because he doesn't know anybody, he may be just that one individual that's a little bit curious about the fraternity and wants to ask questions, but perhaps doesn't know exactly how to move forward. Making that young man feel at home, feel welcome, of course is gonna make a great difference and perhaps could be the catalyst that allows that individual to petition the lodge and become a contributing member of the craft. Now this goes out specially to the deacons. Uh, the senior deacon being one of my favorite uh, chairs in the lodge is he's responsible for introducing and accommodate, accommodating visiting brethren. That means that whenever your deacons are out in the dining hall, they should be vigilant, whether there's a new brother visiting or whether there's the, the lady of a brother coming in. They should be the ones making the approach out to these visiting brethren or visiting individuals to make them feel welcome, to make them feel at home answering any questions, perhaps introducing them to the right people that may take on their entertainment or the engagement. So for the deacons, this becomes a very good exercise in, in being that liaison between the outside world and the fraternity. There's only one way to do this, and it is to lead by example. I would exhort the uh, or encourage the the leaders of the lodge, everybody in the officer line, to take this to heart. Make sure that your mission is to to make sure that everybody in this lodge feels like they are a brother, that they are on the level, that they're welcome. Now, here's the thing: that's this is super difficult because we all have different ideas, we all have different experiences. You may have someone that has different political views than you. You may have someone in lodge that has different religious views than you someone who thinks completely different than you. That's where the hard work comes in. You making sure that despite any difference you may have, nationality, religious, gender, political, it doesn't matter. We're meeting on the level and we need to lead by example and take those differences and make sure that we don't allow them to hold us back from building upon this edifice of Freemasonry that we've been entrusted with. I really hope that you found this information valuable, that you've gotten at least something from this conversation that can help you build a better lodge, that it can help you feel comfortable whenever you travel to other lodges. When you're meeting with brothers, you're meeting on the level. It does not matter what title they hold. It does not matter how many years they've been in the fraternity they're still your brother and should be able to approach them as such. Now, I wanted to say a special thank to all the brothers that have showed their support for our program by sharing it with other people. If you haven't done so yet and you found this edifying, make sure to share this in your lodge's website or their Facebook page. Make sure to share a link with any kind of brother that you think can benefit from the information that we're sharing here. Some of the brothers have taken it a step further and helped this show by becoming a supporter through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda, you can become one of our patron supporters. 
basically these are uh, brothers that on a monthly basis are able to support the show uh, financially with a small uh, contribution, but in exchange they get access to the podcast episodes, the videos earlier than anybody else. You may also get access to the podcast without any kind of advertisement. You can get access to some behind the scenes looks at what we do here in the winding stairs. You get a voice. You can get to decide what are we talking about in the next episodes? Is there a topic that's near and dear to your heart that you want to bring forward to be considered? This is an excellent way for you to do that. For all of you who have been supporting us through Patreon, thank you very much. It really makes a difference and helps us reach so much more of the audience that we want to reach. It helps us make a difference in the lives of many more brothers. So thank you. And finally, another way that you can contribute is to go to thewindingstairs.com. There you can find all the episodes uh, from all the, the years that we've been doing this podcast. You can find articles and you can also find uh, different products that we've created that help support the show. So I encourage you to check it out. Right now, one of the items that we're highlighting is a pin display apron. You have a collection of pins that you want to showcase and not keep hidden in a drawer. This is the perfect gift for you and the perfect gift for a father now that Father's Day is coming. So uh, to check it out, go to thewindingstairs.com. And as always, thank you so much for your support and for your love. And until next time, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options. Mainly by sharing it with other brothers through social media, on your Lodge's website, or through your own blog. By leaving a brief rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Or simply by making a purchase through freemasonryart.com. Regardless of the way in which you choose to support the show, thank you.